Now, the Wealth Protection Diva is a successful entrepreneur, business owner, and premier business strategist, president and CEO of Sage International Incorporated, and a national speaker, best-selling author, and motivational teacher of financial education, business development, and wealth protection strategies, the joys and frustrations of being a business owner. Her insights are motivating, her frankness inspiring. Here is Sherry Hill. To consumers, price is a numerical evaluation of how much they value what you are selling. For example, if I needed a new winter hat, I could get one from the local Goodwill store for a dollar, or I could go to Macy's and buy one for $25. If I only cared about covering my head, Goodwill would win. But since I care about my fashion sense, Macy's wins. My willingness to pay is contingent upon the value I place into the product I want and need, which depends on hundreds of different aspects of my psyche and situation. My guest, author, and speaker, Dale Furtwängler, teaches businesses that they can command almost any price they choose by focusing on the value, not the cost, to the customer. His book, Pricing for Profit, shows business people how to break out of the stranglehold of industry pricing and earn compensation that matches the true value of the product or service being offered. Welcome, Dale. Thank you for joining me. Oh, welcome. Thank you. (laughs) Dale, you hear a lot of different opinions about pricing strategy, but personally, I don't think I would ever want to be in a business that procured its customers with the lure of the lowest prices. So let's talk about the fact that the way you get a customer in the first place has great impact on how you will sell to that customer again. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the keys to a premium pricing strategy, you know, the, the key is to find the customers who value what you have to offer enough to pay the price that you want in good times and bad. And that's really accomplished through what I call psychographic profiling, which is identifying your customer based on the values, behaviors, and characteristics that you share with them. Absolutely. And and I want to talk a little bit more about psychographics, but also it, it applies to the business that you're in and your brand and what you stand for. And I, you know, we see this a lot happening right now with everyone that wants to be in whatever this movement is that's going on across the country. And so part of it is what we call your clear brand promise. Let's talk about that because that's kind of the overarching of what your what your business is and what it's representing. How how does that apply to being able to command the price that I want? Well, you know, one of the challenges with the brand promise is that a lot of people use taglines to communicate that and some of the mistakes they make is they either classify themselves as, you know, I'm a videographer or I'm an HR consultant or whatever which really doesn't tell the customer or the prospect anything about what they can expect, or they'll describe the process that they use. And again, customers don't care about the process. What they really want to know is what result am I going to get from buying this product or service? And so the clear brand promise to me is a statement of the result that the customer can expect. 
and that helps them then determine the value they're going to get. When we started Sage International, it was probably in about our, I would say, seventh or eighth year that we finally sat down and went out and did a big survey of all our, our clients to find out, you know, why do you do business with Sage International? There were three words that just kept coming up over and over again, which was simplicity, service, and empowerment. So we were able to then take that and create that as our brand promise, which when you understand that, I mean, every single decision you make is driven for me by those three words. Are we making it simple for us and simple for the client? Are we making uh, our service so that our clients are excited about doing business with us and referring more clients? And then empowerment is all the education that we provide. So talk about that is once you have clarity around that, it's a lot easier to make decisions. Well, it's a lot easier to make decisions and it makes your marketing a lot more effective. Because as you communicate those three concepts to the market, what happens is uh, potential prospects are either embracing it wholeheartedly because those are the things they're looking for, or if, uh, if that's not what interests them, they filter themselves out and you avoid wasting a lot of time and energy talking to people who aren't going to be customers anyway. Either way, you, you benefit from it. Exactly. And so now that comes down to once you have clarity around that, then talk a little bit more, people who don't really understand what is a psychographic profile. And a psychographic profile is a profile based on values, behaviors, and characteristics. And to help distinguish that from demographics, I like to use an example. And I, I encourage your listeners to think at they own a Mercedes dealership, and they know that all of their customers have six-figure incomes, and they live in certain zip codes, and those are the demographics, and they're accurate. But what they don't explain is why there are people with six-figure incomes in those uh, zip codes that are buying Hummers, Lexus, BMWs, Audis, and all the other luxury cars that are out there. So the, in essence, the Demographics will get you to the stadium. Psychographics get you to your seat. What they do is they define, just as you did, the core concepts that people value from that product or service that you're offering, and that creates alignment then. And when there's an alignment value, then price becomes irrelevant. Absolutely. And, yeah, understanding, like you said, the values and the behaviors of the people that want to do business with you and you want to do business with them. I mean, I have learned over the years who is my perfect client, right? And so, right. As, you, as you mentioned before, then I don't waste a lot of time with people who I know are not going to be my client. I'm still an educator. I'm happy to help people. But I can tell right up front if someone is just trying to pick my brain and they're going to go do it on their own or they're not going to listen and go do other things versus let us do the work so it's done right. Absolutely. And, you know, it, you can qualify so much more quickly, as you just indicated, when you have a psychographic profile. Uh, years ago, I had a leadership program that I was promoting, and I could qualify a prospect with 95% certainty with one question. 
All I had to do was ask them, well, if you had this problem with an employee, how would you handle it? And the autocrats would say, well, um, i tell them to do this, that, or something else. Paternalists would say, well, I'll get them some coaching or some mentoring, or maybe I'll shift the workload. The engagement managers would say, well, we just sit down and talk about it, and we come up with a solution together. Well, my program was designed for the engagement manager, so the answer to that question told me whether or not the person I was talking to was a viable prospect. I'm talking with Dale Furtwängler. He is the author of Pricing for Profit, which, you know, sounds easy on the front end. But, Dale, as we're discussing, there's so much that goes into how you figure out what you stand for and how to get to that ideal customer or client. But a lot of that then comes down to the marketing and the positioning, right? So how you position yourself in the marketplace that's going to drive that potential prime customer or client to your door. Absolutely. And and really the clear brand promise that we talked about, the result the customer is going to get, and the psychographic profile when it's in place those two are the foundational elements. And from there, the others, the uh, positioning statement that you're talking about, the marketing messages, the sales scripts that quantify value, and the bundling and pricing are all byproducts of those two. And they flow fairly easily once you have those two in place. Because by that point, you know what it is that people are valuing, and you get a sense for how important it is to them, and it gives you a sense for what value then that you can charge, what price that you can charge them. What I find so interesting is because, you know, the bulk of my business is I talk one-on-one with pretty much every client, right? So I can hear in their language. I can hear where their pain points are. Moving into the entire online world – other than if I'm selling, you know, some kind of a commodity, I think it's, you know, it's a little bit harder for people who are in the service business because I think we're training this next generation of consumer that you don't have to talk to anybody, right? (laughs) (laughs) And people are building websites around that and online marketing and email marketing and Facebook ads and all this stuff. What do you think about that? Well, it's certainly a lot less personal, and and, uh, being more old school, you know, it's less attractive to me. But in some ways, the core concept of being able to communicate the value is the same. You know, finding the right language, whether you're going to put it into print or you're going to verbalize it in a sales call or whatever the case might be, the point is to determine whether or not there's an alignment of values And if there is, then it's going to be a great relationship. And if it doesn't, then you need to know that before you get involved in in that situation and and then have to uh, extract yourself from it later, which is often a painful experience. You know, to your point about the marketing messages and positioning statements, I can give you an example of what I did wrong years ago with that same leadership program that I mentioned. In corporate, I had uh, used a management system that uh, produced some pretty impressive results. I mean, the most dramatic was uh, my team and I cut 16,000 hours out of a 40,000-hour annual budget 
morale was higher than it had ever been. And I was the CFO of the company. We were providing better and more timely information to management than had been done previously. I can't take credit for that, but this management system that I used helped me with that. And when I got out into business for myself, one of my clients cut her billing cycle from three weeks to two days, and she accomplished that within a month. She freed up uh, so much cash as a result, she paid off the line of credit and left it untapped for four months. So when I went to market with this training program, this leadership program, I was touting those results, and I got tons of calls, but my close rate was abysmal. And it wasn't until I identified that there were three types of managers, the autocrats, paternalists, and the engagement managers, that I realized why I wasn't closing more business. And when I changed my marketing from, if you want results like this, give me a call, to if you're the kind of manager who likes to engage your employees, blah, 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 and you want these kind of results, give me a call. I got a lot fewer calls, but the sale was virtually made when I got the call. We have to go to break. When I come back, I'm going to pick up with Dale Furt Wengler, who has written a great book, Pricing for Profit. You can get it on Amazon. And we're going to talk more about how you, as the seller, can provide great value so you command the prices that you want and live life much happier. We'll be right back. Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. Welcome back and thank you for tuning in to the Sherry Hill Show. I have guest. Dale Furt Wengler, who teaches businesses that they can command almost any price they choose by focusing on the value, not the cost, to the customer. He's written a great book, Pricing for Profit, and that's what we're talking about today. So, Dale, we've talked a lot about the, you know, as a business, you have to have obviously a clear brand promise. You need to understand the psychographic profile of your ideal customer. Once you understand that, then marketing becomes easier because you know what to say and how to follow up and deliver on those promises. But let's talk about the fact that, you know, if you end up talking to people, so I'm a consumer, I want to buy a particular product, and when we understand the difference between, you know, purchasing on value, the result, versus I just want the cheap stuff – How do we get that into whether it's the business owner, his salespeople who are working off commission? How do you help them really understand the difference? You basically communicate it the same way that you do to your customers. You know, one of the advantages of the psychographic profile is that 
uh, it helps create alignment and ultimately a culture within your organization. And this insight came to me as I was speaking to a CEO and, and his VP of uh, HR, and the CEO had to take a call, and the VP of HR said, Dale, would this profile work as well for hiring salespeople? And frankly, I had never thought about that. But as soon as she said it, I realized, yes, it does. And it would be true for any employee that you're bringing into your organizations and ultimately to any vendor that you would choose to work with. Because when you understand your values and what your customers value and that you're creating alignment there, then if you bring in employees into your organization who share those same values, as well as vendors who share the same values, now you've got a culture of service and responsiveness and, and quality and whatever other aspect you want to consider that is perfectly aligned with what everybody wants. And life just gets to be a lot easier that way. I would agree. And, you know, part of what we're experiencing is that, you know, so much of um, the purchasing process is, you know, we can go online, we can look on a website, we can text a message, we don't really have to talk to people. And then, I mean, a great example, my daughter's moving and she needs to get a storage unit and three different facilities refuse to call her back. She would leave messages. They don't work on Mondays. They don't answer their phone on Saturday until she finally got to one that picked up the phone, answered her questions, and, you know, instant sales, right? And mm -hmm. I, I think people who really want to build relationship, I mean, this is what this is all about with your client. Talk about the importance of that relationship. Well, it, it's again, it, it comes back to this whole alignment issue. You know, the people that value relationships are the kinds of customers uh, that you want, and they're the kinds of people that you want to deal with. And so the understanding that that's a key element to what you want makes it easier to identify potential vendors that you want to use for yourself and your business. At the, at the relationship can be built in a lot of different ways. I know that there are some clients that I have that prefer texting, and, and I'm not big on texting, but I do that as an accommodation to them because that's how they prefer to develop a relationship. So we have to be somewhat flexible in what we're doing there. Uh, but if it becomes too burdensome, uh, if they become too rigid and inflexible themselves, then it may not be a good fit. Absolutely. I'm speaking with Dale Furtwengler. He's the author of Pricing for Profit. And so, Dale, you know, this, is, uh, this topic is near and dear to my heart because you can imagine I form companies all over the country, and I've been doing it now almost 29 years, right? And so before the internet, before all of that, everything was relationship. And then with the advent of the internet, and I can go out and people can file their corp uh, for $99 plus state fees. And what, you know, I really had to, to be firm in that I was not going to compete in that arena. 
right? I could have very easily moved into that same kind of pricing strategy, but I held firm, and which is a testament that I'm still here after this many years, because what I realized is through all those online, you don't get to talk to anybody, and there isn't anybody that has the amount of knowledge that I have after doing this for 28 years. Talk about the importance of you do a lot of work in the confidence arena. Once I realize that what people are actually paying for is to tap into our knowledge, our expertise, and our experience, and not just some piece of paper they can file online. Right. And, you know, I've made about every mistake imaginable in business. But one thing that I did correctly from day one is the last thought that I put into my mind before I went into a sales call was, I don't need this business. And people ask me, how could you do that from day one? And I said, because I knew that the only thing I have to sell is success. And if I realized that for any reason I couldn't be successful with that particular prospect, then I was better off walking away and looking for situations in which I could be successful. So in what you're just describing, being successful is dealing with people who are not looking for a cheap way to accomplish something. They're looking for a way to accomplish something in a way that's going to add to their lives, It's going to enrich their lives in some way. It's going to make their lives easier. They're going to be able to sleep better at night because they know that they are in compliance with the, the laws that they need to do with their, it's accomplishing the goals that they want to accomplish, all of those things. And, and the people who aren't willing to do that, and, and they're providers for all of these different markets, but we need to know what it is that we value and what's important to us and why it's important to us, and then look for people who share that same value system and limit our work to those people, our involvement with those people, because that's where we're going to enjoy the greatest success. And success is what sells. Well, and also, when so when you think about, you know, pricing for profit, so I had to take into consideration obviously background, experience, knowledge, and so the value of my time I mean, a lot of people don't price based on the value of their time. Talk about that. It's interesting because a, a number of years ago, I did a program for a group of business owners. It was just a little 15-minute segment. And one of the things that I said to them, I was only going to ask them one question. And they were at tables of eight. So I said, I'm going to give each of you 30 seconds to tell the rest of the people at the table, something that you do for your clients that you don't charge them for. And then I'm going to give the rest of the group two minutes to give you feedback as to what value they see in it. And at the end of the 15 minutes, I brought them back together. I said, okay, what did you learn? And they said, we had no idea how much value we were giving away. And what prompted me to do that program was that I had so many clients would say, that they did something for a client. I said, well, what did you charge for that? And they go, well, I didn't charge me anything. It only took me 15 minutes. And my response was, do you realize I could have spent at least four hours 
and not get as good a result as what you accomplished in 15 minutes, that's where the value is. There's a mistaken conception about time and money. And, and they think there's a, a co direct correlation there that the more time, the more money. In reality, it's an inverse relationship. The more quickly that I can produce a result for my client, the more valuable I become. People just don't look at it that way. I agree. And, and that's how I price my products and services because, like you, I can drill down pretty quickly get to the result they're looking for, answer their questions, and they didn't have to go out and figure it all out. That's the beauty of it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and the time and they save the time and energy and they're getting the result more quickly than they had hoped. Everybody's better off. I'm speaking with Dale Furtwängler. He is the author of Pricing for Profit. Dale, you do a lot of other work you teach people how to become a confidence instructor. We don't have time for that today, but I'm going to I'm going to bring you back because I'd like to talk about that particular topic, confidence, which is huge and also ties into what we've been talking about today because when you have confidence in yourself, your results, your products, your services, it's a lot easier to command a higher price for that. If somebody wants to find out more information about you, where would you like them to go? They could go to my website, teachingconfidence.com, or they can send me an email at dale at furtwingler.com. That's D-A-L-E at F-U-R-T-W-E-N-G-L-E-R.com. Awesome. Well, Dale, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you. I love talking about, you know, this is part of marketing. It's my favorite subject. And I want to thank you for being here today. My pleasure. With that, I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in to The Sherry Hill Show, where business is amplified. The Sherry Hill Show values the role we play in supporting the economic engine driving this country. Small business, the backbone of America. Send her a message on Facebook.com slash Sherry Hill Show. And tune in next week, same time, same station, for The Sherry Hill Show.